Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to anybody and everybody listening to A Yankee and King Regal's Court. This is one of the only podcasts out on the interwebs right now that is focusing exclusively on the British independent wrestling scene. I am Anthony, joined to me by me as always. He's getting over the, the Valentine's Day rush. Tack, how are you doing today, bud? Yeah, I'm doing good. Half asleep as always, but yeah, doing really good. <laughs> heavy, heavy the head that wears the Coventry pub crown. Yeah, so they say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's Shakespeare that said that once, right? That's. <laughs> yeah, he was from Randy, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably, probably exactly that, in fact, yeah. He's probably talking about me as well, I don't know. But... <laughs> uh, so we apologize for taking a week off. However, I was in Atlanta for a conference that uh, threw a lot of information at me and uh, not a lot of time to digest it. So unfortunately, uh, we did not get on the air last week. But that still leaves us a lot to talk about with going on this week. Uh, The British wrestling scene has dropped a lot of news as well as some good stuff. Uh, So getting into it, I'm excited. TK Cooper dropped a promo on Valentine's Day. Speaking of, he was... Maybe looking for a table of one, but he dropped a, a, a promo on his Twitter that I'm going to say top five all time. Don't at me. Like, I loved it. Uh, it Tack, what did you think about it? Yeah, he, um, yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was not so much putting his foot in the door as sort of kicking the door down and making his entrance like or his re-entrance. That, it, it was exactly what he needed he was getting sort of stale and getting lost in the shuffle uh and that to me is like that that was the perfect um the perfect promo for making everybody look at him um and pay attention to tk which i mean i don't know if it wasn't it wasn't a progress centric one or anything it was just a general promo i think it didn't um, i i it didn't feel like he was naming calling out progress though he did make uh yeah he did reference when they came back yeah right but i think also it's just in general i haven't seen him pop up on a lot of shows at least you know the bigger shows and yeah it hasn't been anywhere major at all really right and i thought the points that he brought up and he made were very salient and very like timely and on point like yeah. it was and if you go back kind of over the over the last 15 16 episodes we've done like these are stuff i kind of keep bringing up every once in a while it's like where's tk tk needs to be he's so much better than what everyone's going and and he also addressed a a, a kind of whispered rumor of you know the south pacific power couple and why they're no more yeah. and, it yeah, was. and the, he, he, the, I like the way that he addressed um, where where uh, where Dahlia had gone without directly addressing it. That uh, Travis has obviously gone to NXT, and like he was saying, like his friends have gone off to join other friends in other places. And the line that as he went through, I'm I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm certainly not a best boy. Yeah, I, I heard that one. That one really stood out to me. Yeah, he, I, I like. Like the fact that he, he's almost well, not almost. In fact, he was flat out saying, "Like I'm sick of following other people, and this is time for everyone to look at me." 
I believe the line he used was, I was too busy being somebody else's somebody else that I didn't yeah. like focus on myself. And I thought that was a really beautiful line. Cause also yeah, like, I'm, I'm super accurate for him. Yo, well, I mean, what's great is like, you can take that and I mean, like there's so many times in my life where I was so busy on making sure I was somebody else's somebody else. Like, you know, like I was a good boyfriend, you know, like in other relationships and you lose track of your identity and i think that's something that you can anyone can really relate to you know yeah there, there was a lot of truth in it you could tell that there was a, a lot of truth in that in that promo and a lot of frustration um and he uh, and the thing is he's if you actually look at how long he's been around and the impact he's had and he's still really young yeah so there's plenty of time but i think i think he's i think it's watching other the guys like travis um, and even like Chuck Mambo starting to get a lot of notice at Progress, and I think he's just he, d- he doesn't want to have to wait for his time anymore. He's ready to go and take it, which I think is exactly what he needs. Oh, definitely. And, and I, what sucks with TK, because I've been a fan of his since he was on the Endeavor shows, and yeah. what sucks is like. He, him and Dahlia got to the main roster, or not main roster, but, you know, to the chapter shows. And it was great, and they had a great storyline. And then Travis came, and then they were, like, this, like, hot tag team. And, you know, like, I mean, their, uh, their match with, uh, uh, against Walter and, um, not that uh. Uh, no, it was um, um, uh, the one who's at NXT now. I know. I, I'm only bringing up his <laughs> NXT name, but you know, so they so they had a top match with Ring Comp, one of the best matches in Progress history, and then he goes away. T, and then Travis gets the push, and then he comes back, and then all of a sudden he's Travis's like second. Yeah, and he never recovered from that, and that sucks yeah. to see. Because I love, I love TK. And, and then, then just I'm, as it, the thing, if you look at that, especially if you focus on his progress stuff, you had that happen, and then he started coming back into the fold, and then CCK showed up. Right, that kind of ruined him again, and. Yeah, it, it just uh, yeah. Every time he seems to start getting going, something goes wrong. Uh, yeah, and then like the and then his ankle, and then chosen to go to Bola, which is a thing. Hold on, real quick. Beanie, no, 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 no. Sorry, I had to go save my roommate's daughter. So oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was like climbing up on a one of the child's gates that's not exactly secured right now. So I didn't want her like taking a tumble. But yeah, oh, so, okay. <laughs> so I'll just edit that. Uh, so yeah, so uh, where was I? Oh yeah, so you know, and then he gets entered for Bola, and then he injures himself like two weeks before Bola, yeah. and then you know, like that could have set him off, you know, on a whole another trajectory because obviously PWG is like, you know, kind of where you solidify your name on the end of, on, you know, the global independent scene and. Yeah, it would have done him a lot of good that, yeah. Right, he would, you know, he would have 
maybe been able to really break out outside of like the British scene and you know maybe get some eyes on them from you know bigger promotions but you know like yeah, he's, he's certainly got something that that deserves to be noticed yeah oh um, he's there he's got yeah, the looks he's got the obviously now we know he has the, the mic work and he's a hell of a wrestler yeah, I didn't really know he had that much of a promo on him until that. I, I've never really seen him do that much mic work, but up in, yeah, I, I, I've seen him talk the odd time, and he's he's been fine. But that was really like next level. Oh yeah, I. But I think because he was able to go to like a place of realness, and I thought that was I just added to it. Yeah, definitely. So you know, like I'm really hoping that. You know, I, especially now that progress seems to be and, you know, these other places are seeming to be pushing, you know, newer talent, not newer talent, but like, you know, kind of like the lower card talent up because of the NXT UK uh, exodus, we could say. Um, it's the perfect time. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. This is the perfect time for, like, for someone to go in and, you know, make a name for himself. So... So I, I thought that was really good. It's going to be really uh, interesting to kind of see where his career goes from from there. Uh, but uh, that's not the only thing we have to talk about. And what was that? Friday night we had Osprey versus Pac in Repro, and you have yeah. some complaints. So let's get into them. Yeah. Well, I don't have some complaints. I've been hearing a lot of complaints. Oh, by the way, RevPro are doing a one-week free uh, free trial, and okay. they've just put that show up. It's literally just put that show up. So if you want to catch the uh, Osprey uh, Puck match, it's just just going up on there now. And from all and accounts, it sounds free. like that up until the ending, this was an amazing match. Yeah, and the the I've been on the RevPro fan page and a few other places, and there's been tons of complaints about the way the match finished, which was a 30 minute time limit draw. Um, and it just put a bit of a beam in my bonnet really, because I mean, one, a time limit draw to me is like, it's something that you barely see anymore anyway. And it's kind of a nice throwback. Yeah. Um, and, and the way they did it, it's obviously they're building to another match. Um, and I don't think you. I don't think you've always got to have one person win and get their win back. I think. I think the way those two work, um, I think the time limit draw was the perfect way to keep that feud going and build to something even bigger. Right. Um, and yeah, it just it just frustrated me a bit seeing. I mean, RevPro are well known for having some fantastic booking, and it's just how quickly. A lot. Not. It wasn't just the odd dissenter. It was a lot of people turned on the company and were having massive complaints and basically what could only be described as huge bitch fits about what what to me was the perfect or pretty much the perfect way to finish that match and keep that story going. Yeah. Because um, the whole build up to it was that this was to decide which of them was the best. So the fact that neither of them won is the only way you can keep the story going. Otherwise, you've already, you've decided who's the best, and that's job done, isn't it? So, so yeah, it, it just frustrated me a bit, and I just wanted to kind of point out the 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 ridiculousness of the complaints, really. 
Well, I think also it's frustrating because, like, like you said, like the time limit draw isn't used often, especially it's nowadays. So yeah, it used to be quite a common thing. Like they used to do it a lot on house shows back in like the eighties and nineties, so that nobody lost any heat. Yeah, if you had two like hot names at the top of your bill for your house show, you'd have a thirty-minute or a twenty-minute time limit draw, so that nobody lost the heat they were building on TV or on the the pay-per-views or whatever. Um, but it's it's a rarely used thing nowadays. And which also, I thought it was good to see it, but right. a lot of people disagreed. <laughs> and also, like you have the Dragon Gate uh, champ, you have somebody that's probably getting poised for a really big push in New Japan. Like, who are you going to have lose there? Like, yeah, I'd even like, argue that he's, he's in the logic. midst of a big push in New Japan. Right, just a, just a logic, uh, you know, uh, way of thinking about it. It's like, well, obviously, like, th- these are two super hyped uh, guys coming in, and, like, they're probably equal. So a, t- a time limit draw is, like, pretty good it's not you know osprey going to a time limit draw against you know you know omari or something like that you know it's like it's yeah. Pac, who's probably the hottest name on the on the scene right now yeah just given the fact that he was like a year off and him doing some really good stuff so yeah it just it, to me it just comes across as uh, as very spoiled yeah um like the the Obviously, they don't stream the show live, so the only people who were complaining were the guys who were at the show, mm-hmm. which was a show I wanted to be at, but it sold out like at the, at the click of your fingers. It was sold out, um, so I couldn't go. And it, it just it just felt a bit, and that might be why I, I, it chapped my ass a bit more, but that it to me was just, it. there, there wasn't a better way of doing that match. Um, and just the fact that people were, complaining about having seen a, a fantastic half hour of wrestling um it just because they all said the same thing fantastic match hated the ending like it's like, just enjoy the fact that it was a great match it's, it's the journey not the result sometimes well it, it's definitely one of those like people who who was it raven used to say that you know the smartest fans are the easiest to get and this is definitely yeah. one of those things where it's like, and and I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, don't work yourself into a shoot, but also like, don't fucking work yourself into, work a, shoot. into a shoot. It's just one of those things that's like, guys, like, there's, you can't have like, all the matches can't be blow off matches, especially the first yeah. match. And also like, you can't look at it as, oh, well, Everything I see, you're trying to like look behind the curtain to see the booking. Yes, I've done a few, you know, I have, I am as guilty of that as anyone, you know, but I definitely try to, when I watch, you know, when I watch something, I try to like be as open minded as possible and be like, all right, this makes sense, or, you know, like, or just say, like, view it as it is, which is a scripted sporting event. Yeah. So sometimes you have draws in, sports you know sometimes like that's it Man- manchester united is might draw tottenham you know or tottenham sorry i, I get, <laughs> i'm sorry my stupid american tongue uh but yeah you know like that's gonna 
they're going to draw sometimes. Especially two. Yeah, and it's like the first, two two of the hottest names in the in the wrestling world at the minute. You you get to see the first time they ever wrestle each other, and it's a thirty minute time limit draw, and somehow you find something to complain about is just mind blowing to me. Right, it's like watching a three three draw and be like, oh, it was a great ninety minutes, but I hated the last bit. And you're like, yeah, what? like dude, <laughs> yeah. it was a three three yeah. draw, like. It's a great game that, you know, obviously it can't go any further. So, like, enjoy a great game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that's the one thing about, you know, the wrestling fandom is sometimes they can be very, very uh, fickle and too smart for their own good. Uh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Anyway. Let's get well. What we are going to do is get back into NXT UK. They had uh, kind of their takeover, like stock footage matches, I guess. Yeah, um, it was all all the all the UK stuff that they did at Access for Royal Rumble, right? Uh, but which was, I, I I assume was spread out over a couple of days, but they've obviously like chopped it together into a couple of episodes, I think. And this is always pretty good, like pretty good wrestling and uh yeah it's always going to be exhibition level so it's always going to be something that's worth seeing right right and also like it's this has been the nxt like kind of powerful you know uh standard operating procedure by by this point which is like you have a takeover and then you get all the dark matches or you know whatever from that weekend and then you get back into the storylines but uh it looks like there was a bit of a bit of a storyline progression with tony storm uh, cutting a promo and Rhea Ripley coming out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tony Storm's been a little bit more fired up uh, since winning the title, which I, I can't, I can't lie. It's a bit of a twist. Rather than she's been getting fired up to chase it, she's now she's holding the title and she's become very uh, even more aggressive towards Rhea Ripley, um, basically calling her a coward and a bully and. Uh, like flat out calling her out onto the carpet about it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a bit of a, usually it's the, when you're chasing the title, that's the kind of uh, promo that you would cut. But yeah, Tony Storm, basically her promo was basically, I stood up to the bully and won and proved her to be nothing more than a bully kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really, it was one of the better Tony Storm promos I've seen. Uh, Rhea Ripley, another one. I mean, we were talking about TK earlier. Rhea Ripley, has got a hell of a promo on her. Oh yeah, she does. Uh, I've not not really seen her talk all that much, but like she's really believable as that really aggressive, angry, uh, sort of monstrous heel. Um, uh, she's got she plays arrogant brilliantly well, um, and yeah, that the, the it's one of the better Tony Storm promos I've seen, and I was really impressed with Rhea Ripley's mic work. And it's nice to see Tony Storm a bit more aggressive. She actually went for Rhea Ripley. Um, she basically said that I think we've done enough talking, and you know, laid into her. And uh, Rhea Ripley walked off, saying, uh, "I've got my rematch." And so, yeah, they're, they're obviously setting up for the big. That'll be what the third time they face each other. Uh, yeah, because first one was um, in the May Young, right? No, yeah, so it'll be fourth because they they hit each other in the May Young, and then. Did they? No, because the May Young final, wasn't it? 
No, it was no, no, no. She wasn't. Uh, no, Rhea wasn't in the May Young final. Uh, it was in no because Tony Storm faced uh Io in the final. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And I think Rhea. So it'll be the third time then, won't it? Tony. Yeah. So it'd be third time because they won in the women's championship tournament. That's the tournament I was thinking of. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh. And then the last, when Tony won, so this would be the, the, the rubber match. Yeah, so. that's right, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, oh, yeah. I like it. I think they're really good. And again, I think Ripley should probably win it back. I think she's, I might get some heat on this one, but I like Rhea more than Tony right now. At least I like Rhea more than NXT Tony. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um... I think I'd lo- I like Rhea Ripley as the champion because I love a heel champion. Uh, I always think a, a heel's better with the title. Um, but the only thing with that is I think if if Rhea wins it again, it keeps the story going because Tony Storm then has another rematch. Right. And I think story's kind of run its course now. So. I think I prefer Tony Storm to win it and kind of, as much as I love Rhea Ripley, I, I don't think she's going to be a mainstay of NXT UK. I think they're going to use her on main NXT. I'd like um, to see that. So I think I would like to see that. I think Tony holding the title makes more sense. Um, my problem and moves with, the story on. My problem with this is, and again, this might be a controversial take. I don't know. I'm willing to put my reputation on the line for it. But put your oven gloves on if you're handing out these hot yeah, it, it is. This is going to be a, a piping hot uh, pasty. Um, <laughs> I love how you like like shoehorning all these like British references. It's brilliant. I try. I try. Uh, no, well, my I, we've gone over this before. Like my wife's family's from Cornwall, so like yeah. they've they're really into like making pasties. It's like this like generational thing that's been like handed down since they came over like the 1800s. So that's like the one that and uh, steak and ale pies are like the two like British foods we eat pretty consistently. So yeah, that's what you need, really. It really is. All right, so that's jumping. Back to my point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when Tony Storm was the women's progress champ. She was an amazing champ, but the story was that she was going to build prestige by having these amazing matches from any and all yeah. comers. Um, and they did. They flew in a lot of uh, women from the U.S. and and England and, and other places to kind of help build the prestige on these like amazing matches. And Tony Storm on the independents is an amazing wrestler. When yeah. you take that away... Because NXT UK is great, but as we've said before, it is a very watered-down version when it comes to the ring work. Yeah. I do think it's getting better, though. Yes. Uh, the last couple of weeks have shown a big improvement from what we were saying about how it is like a, a, a basically Brit rest light. I think it is. It, they seem to definitely seem to have more in-ring freedom over the last couple of weeks, I thought. Well, that's good. But, oh, yeah, sorry, carry on. No, 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 it's all good. But also, WWE and NXT relies a lot on stories. And yeah. 
Tony is not the strongest on Mike. And I worry about this because in progress, she got through a lot of, she kind of, I don't want to say coasted, but she got through a lot on just charisma, like natural charisma and natural like presence in the ring. Yeah. And I, th- and I like Rhea more on the mic, and I think she can tell better stories as a character yeah. than Tony, which is, I yeah, kind of like Motley Crue, which it seems to be her NXT yeah. characters. <laughs> so, yeah, and Rhea Ripley's almost like, and I like proper bands. <laughs> right, right. Well, I can yeah. tell you a lot more about it. Yeah, she's not a poser almost. Right, and, and so I would, prefer if Rhea got in a perfect world Rhea would get the title back she would keep it for the next year and a half and then when Nixon Newell was good or Tegan Knox now when Tegan Knox finally came back that's who takes it off of her oh wow that's some future planning there but that's that's dependent on a lot of things, and I don't know if they're patient enough. Another thing, another thing you've got to think about as well is that later in this episode, um, they were very obviously building Ginny for a, a run at the champ, and having Ginny go after um, Rhea Ripley, heel going after heel. Yeah, that's never worked. Very not WWE, and it doesn't really work anyway. Um, so t- if you, if, if they're all in on Ginny, like they really seem to be judging by the commentary and the match that she had with, uh, Mia Yim, um, I think you need a baby face champion, which and, would be obviously Tony for the, for now. And obviously Tony versus Ginny is something that they can talk about given the, the progress, like history there yeah. and everything. It does kind of bum me out because, again, we're seeing a little bit of, like, just taking storylines that we've already seen. Uh, it's it's basically they're playing it very like, – NXT UK as a whole and especially the, the women's division, they're playing it very safe at the minute. Yeah. Um, they're, they're going they, – you can see the majority of matches they're building are things that I've seen – on more than a couple of occasions. Right. It's very rare at the minute to have a, a women's match on NXT UK that I haven't already seen at least a couple of times, um, which is clever because as a company finding its feet, you want to do things that you know work. Right. But at some point they're going to have to start. So they're going to run out of those options and they're going to have to start being a bit more risky and trying to figure out what else works. They can't rely on, on, on the indies for what's happened on the indies already forever because we are we're not the only ones who are noticing that you know right i've seen it mentioned a few places well i mean uh, hell it's not it's not just their women's division i mean like their tag division was built around british strong style versus uh grizzled young vets which was like half half of last year's like progress division tag team division yeah like it's definitely a, a, the case across the board, but it's the same with their men's as well. But the, the women's is where I've noticed that almost every match on there, I, I, I can pretty quickly find you where I've seen it before. Right. Just, um, you know, given, like, I mean, taking away, like, Rhea and 
yeah, you know, like you know, the Rhea matches. I think that's why I found Rhea so refreshing as well in there because she's not somebody that I've seen a lot of. Yeah. Um. So it's quite refreshing having a because the majority of people on NXT UK are, are people that I've literally been watching wrestle for the past ten years. So it's quite nice to have a, a new face thrown in there, and I, I hope they start doing that a little bit more. Um. Bringing Brit start that now they're there is I'd say as a as a show it's established now so they need I think they need to start shaking the cage a bit and doing things a bit different than we've already seen right and uh, and I I'm gonna talk uh, I think there's a few things I'm gonna talk about when we get to the uh, chapter eighty four card but uh, that's kind of in the same vein but. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Ginny kind of coming up. Again, the whole Ginny versus Tony Storm thing, like, that works. That's a proven commodity. Like, you might as well do it. Um, yeah. Noam Dar defeated Jordan Devlin by pinfall after a distraction for Travis Banks. We go back to the distraction leads up to a roll-up or roll up or whatever. And yeah. just, you know, again, safe. Uh, it's also yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, I didn't, like, didn't like that. Yeah, I, did, I didn't like that. Um, it, yeah, I'd like to clean finish in that match because it was a, it was it wasn't long, but it was a pretty great match. Right. Um, I'd love to see more of Dar and Devlin go at each other actually. Um, because yeah, they 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 complemented each other really well, but it, it didn't it didn't need a distraction finish really. I suppose it's sort of protecting one without hurting the other, uh, which is fine. Um, having Dar win, he's obviously their two or five live guy, but yeah, there, there was no need for a. A, a messy finish there really but it was fun. it was a good match really good match up until that point which seems to be something we're saying a lot about things that Travis Banks is getting involved in but I don't mean to have a pop at him but <laughs> he's, there's been a few matches lately where his interference has kind of ruined something brilliant Yeah, well, <laughs> I hope it's not becoming his gimmick <laughs> true um, unfortunately for that like we can't blame him for it you know he's not the one oh, no no yeah. You know, he's about doing what he does. Uh, and then we had Pete Dunne defeating uh, Wolfgang by pinfall. Pete Dunne continues to be their, like, Antonio Inoki of the NXT UK of just somebody that's going to, you know, their Bruno San Martino, which also, like, it makes sense. Like, he's probably the best yeah. wrestler right now in NXT UK, like, bar none. Like, I don't see why you would My prediction... Yeah, my prediction is... That the first time him and Walter finally meet, which is obviously what they're building towards, I think he's going to beat Walter the first time around. I think they're so they're telegraphing so much that Walter's going to be the guy to beat him that I think first time round he's not going to. Right, and it might be like a messy finish or whatever, but I don't think Walter beats him at first time of asking. I've just got a feeling that that's the way it's going to go. And I think what somehow something goes wrong, Walter gets a rematch. And I think it is going to be Walter that eventually takes that title off him. But I don't think it's going to be first time round. Uh, I could see that. I think that makes a lot of sense. It's so. just, they, they, it just seems so obvious that they're, they're so hammering, trying to hammer home this Walter's the only real threat to him kind of thing that I think it's too obvious for Walter to beat him first time out. Yeah, very true. Like, yeah, yeah, and they they do love doing the thing where it's like, we're going, like, oh, this is what everyone thinks is going to do, we're going to go left, just because everyone thinks we're going to go right. 
And yeah. I think that's works. I, th- I would like to see Walter win it. I think he'd be a great champ, but also, like, they're known to just do do things just to do things. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin, that's actually also on the docket for this Sunday's Chapter eighty four show. Um, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to help me out with this title, man. <laughs> it's uh, right. Uh, the title is Eskewed Beef. Have anybody got any buckle or anduve? Which is a, a League of Gentlemen reference. Which is, if I tried to, like I said to you earlier, if I tried to describe League of Gentlemen to you, um, you'd either think I'm some sort of crazy person, or it would. Uh, it's one of the oddest things that's ever been put on television. It's brilliant. And it's completely and utterly insane. Um, you, yeah, it's, the, it's like a sitcom, but it's not a sitcom. <laughs> it's like, it's dead weird and it's super dark. Um, and like, I don't know if there's any of it exists on YouTube. I assume some of it is. I'm yeah. a, I'm going to have to maybe just, dive a little bit into this because British comedies is always kind of it's a weird spectrum you guys run over there from obviously the Monty Python guys to yeah absolutely fabulous if you if you take like basically if you took Monty Python and just made it like really really dark like almost almost like depressingly dark but still like wickedly funny at the same time that's basically the, the where you're aiming with league of gentlemen okay i mean there's like a running joke that the local butcher literally like kidnaps and eats anyone who comes to their little local village it, it's like it's really jesus like gnarly and weird but it's really funny like it's, if I if I described any of the jokes to you, like again, you'd think I was like the oddest person in the world because it's so dark, but it's really good. If you can track it down, I'd really recommend watching it. I'll have to. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe take a little bit of a dive into it, see what it, see what I can find because it's it sounds like insanity. It's a BBC thing, so I'm sure it's on. Uh, like you have like you guys have BBC Worldwide or whatever there, don't you? I'm sure you'd be able to track it down and. Somewhere over there. Uh, we have BBC America. Yeah, that's 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 how I learned about Top Gear, BBC America, sir. Okay. <laughs> Which is an amazing like thing because they run like British shows like way after they ran over there, and then they also do yeah. like Canadian shows like Orphan Black was on BBC America. Which is like okay. A, which was a really Love cool show. Black, yeah, or, yeah, or really yeah, Orphan Black was amazing. Uh, but that ran on BBC America. I wasn't quite sure why, but because I'm pretty sure that ran in Canada. But I don't know. Really good. Regardless, uh, yeah. So it looks like a pretty stacked card. Uh, I'm looking over right now, and this looks really good. So, yeah. like I said before, we have Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin as they continue to. Their, I guess, interpromotional rivalry. Not quite sure if this is in the continuity of NXT UK or not, but uh, I mean, regardless, this is going to be an amazing match. Yeah, that'll be that. 
that's that one was my pick for I think that that or uh, the main event is going to be the best match on that card. I think. Yeah, I think that's going to be. Really amazing. So, sorry, Karen. Oh no, yeah, no. I mean, like that's gonna be a really good match. It's gonna be really interesting to kind of see when the when NXT UK does get around to doing Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin to kind of like compare the two, especially now that we're, you know, everyone's kind of making the the NXT this the British wrestling light, British indie light uh, promotion. So yeah, well, I I think that's we can finally have like here's. Two matches that happened well in in both promotions around the same time, and now we can kind of start getting a bit of a, a baseline for are they yeah, watering you can make it down a direct comparison yeah yeah are they watering it down for NXT UK or are they letting yeah. them have the same match yeah definitely so I think that's going to be a really interesting case study in how much agenting is going on backstage. And it's also really internet, really interesting that that match is happening in progress when Glenn, Joseph, and Jim are all working backstage at NXT UK. Yeah. Something to think about. Uh, yeah, there has to be, as much as they, they keep uh, blowing the trumpet of there, there's no crossover, there has to be some consideration when... You literally, there's no way that they just happen to have stumbled into a Travis Banks Jordan Devlin match at the same time that those two are coming into a program on uh, on NXT UK. There's just no way that there isn't some, even if it's just a a, a, a general underlying link. Uh, there's no way that those two things aren't connected. Yeah, I I just don't see how. Like you know, I don't know. It's this seems definitely odd. That's like, all right, well, Banks and Devlin are gearing, have been kind of circling each other for a while, and now, you know, maybe maybe this is one of those like, uh, you know how like when they're when they run house shows, like that's kind of where they go to like practice their matches or like kind of iron out their matches. Yeah, could be one of those situations. Like, and since NXT UK doesn't have house shows yet, yeah, that's how it feels to me. Yeah, which kind of sucks, yeah, but fair. like, I'm I'm sure it's going to be a great match, regardless. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like I say, I think that could be the standout on the card. Yeah, I really do. They're, they're both like Travis has come back like all guns are blazing since his injury, uh, and Devlin has just been every match he's had, he's been better and better. Oh my god, he, did you he's. See did you see the promo for Devlin versus Star in OTT? Yes, oh I did. My yeah. God, that was amazing. Yeah, that's going to be one that I'm definitely going to have to. I haven't watched a ton of OTT, but that's going to be one I'm going to have to try and track down. I think. Same. I think I, that was that was kind of uh, the going sentiment like around our like circles was just like, oh, this is I'm in, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, so so that's gonna be a really good match. Uh, we got three title matches going up on on this card, which I don't think they've done in a long time. Uh, so the we got Trent Seven. He's continuing the open challenge. Do you have any? Do you want to throw any predictions out there on who might answer it? And is this when he finally drops it so he can focus on NXT UK? Um. 
I don't think uh, I don't think he's dropping it yet. Um, I don't think he's dropping it for a while. In fact, I think he's going to be the one that's going to stick around for a while. Um, I do think it's going to be that they've been kind of keeping. Um, they seem to have been keeping it. New guys coming in and challenging him. Uh, people we haven't seen in progress before, or even seen a lot in UK wrestling, really. Um, so I'm going to make a, a bold prediction, and I think it's going to be Nick Aldis. Oh, ooh, whoa, whoa! Because he's in and around the country at the time. Um, uh, so he's he's in the area. He's a big name who's from outside of progress. Uh, and I just think it'd be a great match, to be honest. Oh my god, that, that is a hell I've of a kind of talk. I've probably just kind of talked myself into it because I've been watching a lot of his stuff lately and been really enjoying it. But just for me, that because we've got nowhere knowing who in the world it could be, so I'm picking Nick Aldis. That is that is a hell of a hell of a prediction. I love it. Man, that'd be amazing. NWA yeah, champion one of Nick Aldis. That, yeah, match I've never seen before that I'd really like to. No, that sounds like that would be a really fun match. I, I'm oh man. Now, even if it doesn't happen for this card, I really hope it happens and sometime soon. Especially Somewhere, anywhere, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's, you know, oh my god, that's that sounds amazing. That's a really good, really good shout there. Uh, I'm going to go on a prediction, say Timothy Thatcher. I don't think he's, he's had a shot at the Atlas since he got, uh, Walter. Uh, and I think with Walter being there, you know, Thatcher could, you know, kind of be in tow and I think it'd be a really good match. Uh, Yeah, definitely. I'd be more than happy with that. And also I, I watch, did you watch the ring comp, uh, interview with uh dan barry and and excalibur on high spots no i haven't yet it's i've uh, i've literally got it on the laptop on a uh, on a tab ready to watch i haven't oh, watched it yet it's, it's really good and actually timothy thatcher does a lot of like talking in it and uh he's super yeah how is i wanted him to have a german accent i saw him cutting a promo again the other day and i, I really want him to have like worked on a german accent uh, <laughs> just because he's in ring camp for that and he's been working in Germany for so long. No, he has, like, I'm from the area Timothy Thatcher's is from. Like, I grew up, like, 40 miles away from Sacramento. And his voice is the goofiest voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? it yeah, see, it's, it's just so his funny. His demeanor or body shape or anything. Right, it's so funny, but it, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, so I just like hanging out. And you're like, what? I'm from the exact area you're from. Like I've never heard that accent. It's just so weird. It's it's a really weird voice. Uh, but it's really cool. He actually name drops uh, the shitty town that's 20 miles south of me right now, Orville. He talks about like wrestling in a parking lot, and I was like, oh, I know that promotion. I've been there. So they're not they're not wrestling in parking lots anymore. They're wrestling at the uh, uh, Memorial Auditorium, which actually 
the the card itself or the promotion itself is still pretty trash but they do bring in some pretty good stuff like that's where i saw like jungle boy for the first time uh jacob fatu for the first time they they brought in mvp for one uh card uh, it's a pretty decent card it's a pretty decent promotion a lot of locals i quite, I quite like them sort of them local heavy uh i always enjoy them sort of shows oh i do too well, they like a heavy local focus, you, they literally have everything. They'll have like a, an ex WWE or like an up and coming name or two, and then they have like the local guy who just like turns up in his gym gear. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I love them sort of shows where it's it's almost like the meeting of the the two ends of pro wrestling. Well, it's it's actually I've I've said this before that it, it's I enjoy going to the it, the promotion is PCW. And uh, they run Oroville. Okay. And uh, they're not Preston City Wrestling. It's Professional Championship Wrestling. Um, but it's, uh, they're really, like, the crowd, they draw pretty well. I think the couple shows I've been to, the last couple shows I've been to, they drew, like, 200, something like that. Which is yeah. pretty decent for a local show. Uh, and a local-only show. Especially when the town you run in is, like, only 16,000. Um so getting like 200, 300 is not bad. But the crowd is like super into it. They're not like trying to get themselves over like you see at like PWG or hate to say it, sometimes progress. Um, you know, it's just everyone's like into the match and they react yeah. accordingly. And that's, it, it's been a lot of fun the last couple of times I went. Uh, I, need to, I need to go back. It's been a while since I went to a, a, a show. California is a bit of a hotbed, isn't it? It's uh, it it it's a weird it's weird because you would think that given it's one of the biggest markets, you know, it's like the fourth largest economy in the world, that it would be more of a wrestling hotbed. But even the Bay Area isn't known for its wrestling. Like, there's not a lot of. I mean, it's starting to get a lot better now. But other than Jeff Cobb, there's not a lot of, like, guys that... There's no, like, you know, guys that everyone knows. Uh, though we do have yeah. quite a few promotions um, right now. It's like Jeff Cobb's kind of, like, the biggest uh, graduate of the scene. And L.A. has a, half, has a pretty good scene. Um, Isn't Brian Cage from around there as well? Oh, no, yeah, okay, I'm dumb. Yeah, Brian Cage is from Chico, where I live right now. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I well, and I've you say you literally know him, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've literally hung out with Brian, like in Chico at my buddy's apartment. Like, so <laughs> thanks for. I I don't know why I blinked. Out. I, I think I was thinking more Bay Area, but yeah, like Brian's from Chico, like where I'm from, or where I live. Yeah, uh, I'm from originally the Bay Area, but where I'm living now, Chico. Yeah, Brian's. Yeah, I just saw him and Melissa Santos at, like, the movie theaters, like, six, seven months ago. Like, back in September, I think. So, yeah, he comes through every once in a while. His kid still lives up here. He's, like, his oldest kid. So. Yeah. All right, sorry. That was a weird tangent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so uh, the second uh, title match was is Swords of Essex versus Aussie Open. Uh, for the Progress Tag Team Championship, this is going to be an amazing match, regardless yeah. of how it turns out. I, like I, I, I have a feeling Swords of Essex is going to keep it. 
yeah, I think that's the end of the program. Uh, that's Aussie Open getting their, their final shot at getting the titles back, and I think they're going to miss. Um, I think Swords of Essex are going to be around for a little while at least with yeah, the titles. I think so. If you have Will Ospreay available, I think you use him as much as possible, and he has to carry a title. Like, yeah, I think so. Like it just you can't have Osprey just coming in unless you're just ha- bringing him in to do like these like dream matches as like kind of this. Uh, what's up? Oh, hold hold on, real quick. What's up? Like twenty minutes. Like he's got to leave in like five minutes. So not long. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think Swords of Essex and Aussie Open like. Unless you're bringing in guys to do like the dream matches that as like kind of this in between way for New Japan and and NXT talent, you know that yeah. maybe they can kind of be this weird neutral territory, the Switzerland of the wrestling world. Like you have to put a yeah. title on them. I'm I'm good that Lycos has been hurt because I think they were originally that there seemed to be a bit of a build of CCK building towards like a real program with Swords of Essex. Um, after that blowout match they had, and I thought that was going to be a really good program going forward. Um, I thought we were going to get a couple of matches out of that, but obviously now things seem to have changed in quite a big way. Um, but yeah, I think, like you say, if Osprey's made it known that he's sticking around for a little while on the UK scene. He's going to be available a lot more. So I think that, um, like you say, I think having him around and not having the title on him is... It's just daft, really. Yeah, so unless he's getting pulled, you know, back to Japan, like, it's Swords of Essex all day. Uh, yeah. That brings us to a couple of the un- other undercard matches before we get to the main event. Uh, this brings, and I am wearing my Co- Coventry City Football Club uh, kit right now. Millie McKenzie yes. versus B. <laughs> Priestley. Uh, this is going to be a great match. Yeah, that's one. Of, I've had a quick look online. I don't think they've ever met before, um, which I'm really excited to see how them two go at each other because I think Millie and B work a pretty similar style. Yeah, um, Millie's got a few more suplexes in there, but all the other stuff is pretty similar. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how those two go at each other. I think it's going to be um, a really fun match. Millie, yeah, I mean, without a doubt, Millie's winning it, but. Obviously, I still think it's going to be really good. Obviously, Millie really McKinsey is going it's just to. A fact. Um, unless something catastrophic happens that we can't foresee, but even if it does, yeah. I still think Millie has to. She'll she'll tough it out and whatever happens yeah. and, and end up winning. I mean, really, it, the title is it's not when Millie McKenzie wins it; it's when she decides to win it, and that goes for yeah. her, you know champion so, elect. Exactly, exactly. It's in yeah. that, and, and I mean, and that goes for the world championship, the tag team championship, and the women's. Yeah, the Atlas. Whenever Millie McKenzie decides that she wants to beat Walter, she'll beat Walter. Yeah, it's just up to her. Fight. She's she's young. She <laughs> she knows she knows she's young. She's got time. Time's on her side. Uh, this brings uh, us to Mark to Mark Haskins and Mark. Meh, Drews versus Do Not Resuscitate. Uh, and it looks like they're going to go with the uh, Chuck Mambo and Spike Treve. Uh, yeah. 
uh, pairing on this one? Yeah, we, uh, yeah, I think they do. They've, they've built it as uh, with Drew Parker as well, so they're obviously going to be the three of them. Uh, so that's always trouble. Uh, and, like Matt Andrews and Haskins are both progress mainstays, so it makes sense for DNR to beat them and use them as a, a stepping stone to work their way up the card, basically. To me. Um, the only again, it's it's another case of the only way you could really get me to lose interest in the story they're telling at the minute is having Andrews involved. So I hope he takes the pin, uh, yeah, and DNR can move on from from these guys. I, um, but yeah, it should be a fun match. Haskins being in there is always going to make things interesting because he is absolutely phenomenal recently. Right. I, oh, oh yeah, Haskins has definitely been on a tear, whether it be in progress or at R- Ring of Honor. Um, it's really nice to kind of see him start getting some like more worldwide recognition. Uh, uh, in that that odd mashup group that he's in at the minute in ROH, he's been the standout, which I'm really happy about. I still think it's a really odd collection of wrestlers. <laughs> it, it seems super random, but he's he's been the standout so far from what I've the, the stuff I've managed to catch. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it is definitely one of those things where uh, this is kind of an example of, you know, we kind of deride Mark Andrews every, you know, a lot. But this is a, a kind of where I think progress can really be useful, where you have somebody that's NXT UK and you have somebody that's Ring of Honor and they're tag teaming. And I think this is yeah. kind of like that nice little Switzerland area we were talking about before with the Atlas Open Championship. Yeah. So, but I yeah, see. So yeah, exactly. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, they are. They're, they're the almost rather than looking at it negatively as they're a lot of people are starting to call them NXT UK's feeder system. If you look at it as that, they are that that little piece of neutral ground that's going to continue to exist. I think that's yeah, a really good way of looking at it. So I think that that. That, so I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they're just, uh, you know, Evolve Light or Evolve UK, where it's just a feeder system. It's like, well, also, like, let's look at the positives, right? Like, this is the only place that you're going to see, you know, an NXT UK guy and a Ring of Honor guy, like, tagging together. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's pretty great. But I do agree that the only – DNR needs to win here. Like, I – Yeah, they, they have to. Like and we've been saying it, and it kind of sucks that they lost to Aussie Open last time. But again, like you can't. At least they like split, you know. And yeah, it does seem a little weird that they're more involved with Mark Haskins than anyone else. Yeah, <laughs> but Keep, keeping them away, like the I didn't like them losing to Aussie Open, but. That because that was a, a, a qualifier for to go for the title. I do think I do like them being kept away from the title for now. Exactly, yeah. because I think that's something they can use further down the line. Right. Like they, they, I think that's something they can almost say like we've we've beaten. They can Everyone list the, the people they've gone through, yeah, and at some point and start saying, look, we've proved ourselves enough, and we, we want what we deserve. Basically, I think that's where it's going. Um, they did. They could have done without that loss, like you say against Aussie Open, but I don't think it hurt them too much. Yeah, and also Aussie Open's been incredibly like on fire lately. So in like all promotions, so it's not. 
unheard of that they would have lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and then we have what seems to be the big blow-off to the, uh, Jenny versus Nina Samuels story. Nina Samuels continuing her really amazing run of matches and improvement over the last couple years, or over the last year, uh, and she's finally, looks like she's going to be taking down the house equature finally, once and for all, as she takes on Jenny. Yeah, that, that's another one that we've been waiting for the two of them to get at each other for a while. I think Ginny has been sort of injured on the down low for the past couple of months, which is why we've not seen a lot of that. And we've definitely speculated uh, on that. I think, you know, the last when we yeah, went over yeah, the last yeah. chapter and we thought she'd be a little more involved in the Nina Samuels versus uh, Laura DiMatteo uh, yeah. match. I thought that was really surprising that she wasn't as involved physically but yeah so it seems that she's definitely back up and running now which is great uh, to hear. obviously it wasn't anything too heavy and hopefully uh yeah this i don't i don't mind who wins either way i think it, it the story i mean hopefully it is nina toppling the house of couture but also building up Ginny as a, a a threat again for the title is something that i'm more than happy with as well so whichever way it goes really i'll be pretty happy oh definitely and and nina samuels is i think she's earned a shot at the title and i think oh definitely and i think if she beats jenny then she'll have a a definite like claim to it and she's definitely earned it just given on her improvement over the last six seven months and yeah uh, it's like like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago you don't have to beat the, you don't have to earn. You don't have to win a number one contenders match to make yourself the first in line. You've just got to beat the right people, right? Or you and don't need to be Ginny, like who. Ex- yeah, Ginny's the the outgoing champion. Like it, right, it's the, the fastest way to solidify your claim at a title shot is beating an ex champion. And especially since Nina Samuels has kind of done a really good job at going through, like a progressively like bigger named opponents which is the way which is perfect like you start you know kind of like lower card and then you work your way up work your way up work your way up and like her beating jenny would definitely be like all right she's that i mean this really could be her coming out party yeah i hope so i hope so too like and if you would have told me a year ago that i'd be super excited for a a jenny versus nina samuels match or really just a nina samuels match in general i'd be would have called you crazy but her she is really put in the work and it's really starting to show and so that brings us to the main event the progress world championship walter versus chris ridgeway chris ridgeway asked for this chris ridgeway is going to get to finally get his shot uh and we'll see if walter makes him regret it and i am really looking forward to this this match yeah i'm pre- predicting an absolute war between these two oh this i really is- think they they're gonna absolutely like this is gonna be the first time i think that you're gonna see some some serious damage dealt back to Walter. Oh, I think. okay. Um, like there's, there's been big guys who, and he, they've gone at each other before and Walter's 
like he's took a few beatings, but nothing that's really threatened him. But I, I think the way they've suddenly started really building on and pushing Ridgeway, I think you're going to be surprised at how much damage he's going to do to Walter and how close he's. I don't think he's going to beat him, but. I think he's going to come a lot closer than anyone's expecting. I was going to say the same thing. I really expect Ridgeway to not beat Walter, but it's going, he's going to probably be, I'm going to say he's going to get closer than anyone has in a while. Yeah, and I, I, I definitely think so. And I think that would set him up well for a super strong style showing. Yeah, because he, he, he's Walter hasn't really gone against anyone quite like uh, Ridgeway yet. No, I don't and think I so. And I think that's something that they, they need to work into the story, I think. Um, of like this is, this is, for Walter, an unknown quantity. That's something he's not dealt with before. And Ridgeway, uh, part of his style is he, he wrestles clever and he works clever, not just really hard-hitting shoot style. He's also a very clever wrestler. Right. And I think if they lean into that and show that he's brains as well as brawn, I think that they could tell a, a really brilliant story. I do. I genuinely think this could be end up on the, the 10 best matches of the year list that Progress do every year. I think so. I, I, think, really that's, I think there's a really good chance of that happening. Of them going top 10, maybe even top 5. Yeah, I think so. So what? So you were predicting Walter stays? Yeah, I think Walter stays champ, but I think it's going to be the closest anyone's come yet to to changing that. I think that's I think I think that's real accurate. And I think that's about uh, I think that's that's right. So with that, I know you are a couple of chefs down, so we need to get you back yeah. to the line, get you back on the stove. Yeah. And uh, a few more hours of work to do, <laughs> push on through, right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Just look forward to the point at the end of the night, and then uh, uh, exactly, we'll get there. All right, well, that's about it for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, hope you guys have a great week. Uh, Tech, hang in there, bud. You're gonna, you're, yeah, man. <laughs> you're gonna make it through. I'll get there. All right, man, take it easy. All right.